If there's one thing you need after watching Scotland over the last few days, what do you think it is? To go swimming in a vat of Malibu? No, that's a, that does sound quite good though. Yeah, yeah. I would do that, would you? Yeah, yeah I would do that. Are you a good swimmer? Uh, I'm a very strong swimmer in fact. Are you? I'm a really strong swimmer. Somebody said I was like a shark last time they saw me in the water. What, do you have an but we're getting away from the subject. <laughs> the subject is beer would help, wouldn't it? Beer definitely would help. I predict 52. Yeah, beer 52. They're a, that's a great name for a, I don't know, some sort of subscription-based beer business. Yeah, some oh, sort yeah. of sponsorship deal. Oh yeah, here's an advert. You know what, Ray? We've hit the big thing. Have we? Yeah, we have finally a sponsor. Ooh. An actual real one. Beer 52 are on board with Soccer FM. And as a wee treat to all our listeners, we're going to give you some free beer. All you need to do is get to beer52.com forward slash soccer FM and cover the 4.95 postage. And they're from all over the world as well. Yeah, they deliver a case each month with a different country theme. So I'm going to let's pair a footballer up with a country of beer. So right. if you get a German beer, you can have a George Alberts in your mouth. <laughs> Korea. Chaduri Norway Stali Stensas Finland Ah, has to be a mix of Pataline And who doesn't want mix it all over your mouth? I mean, that would be fantastic So that's just an example of some of the themes that Beer52 have had over the past wee while And they're not holding you to ransom It's a subscription service So if you do like it, then obviously carry on That's great If not, you can cancel at any time But this is an introductory offer And since we are amazing here at Soccer FM And we like giving stuff out to the yep. listeners, don't we? All you need to do is get to beer52.com Forward slash Soccer FM And as I say, cover the 4 95 postage You will have your beer the next day is next day delivery and you'll also get a, a snack and a copy of the dream magazine for both of us ferment magazine ferment magazine so that's beer52.com forward slash soccer fm have fun drinking your beer folks soccer fm is written and produced by stephen mill and ray bradshaw and is an association with pieandbovro.com And welcome to Soccer FM, Scotland's funniest football podcast with me, Stephen Mill, and you at Ray Bradshaw. Hello. Coming up on this week's show, we look back on Scotland no. and how strong I am at swimming, at our competition to Moscow, and we also look ahead to the week coming in Scottish football. It's Tuesday, September the 11th. Nothing's are, ever happened today. And we are not live on Facebook <laughs> or Al Jazeera. As ever, you can contact us on Twitter, <laughs> at FM. Thank you to all your comments from last week's show and our own forum in pineburville.com. Just click on the Soccer FM tab and leave your comments there. You can follow us on Facebook, listen on Buzzsprout, our new host, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and your Alexa listening device as well. Ray Bradshaw, how are you? You alright? Yeah, I'm alright. How's yeah. your first week of parenthood? Uh, tiring. Yeah, Very tiring. You the- do look less tired than you did last week. You I- looked like shit last oh, week. Oh, yeah, I felt like shit last week. He yeah. slept better um, last night. But yeah, it's been okay. He's a cool wee guy. He shot up his back this morning. Nice, yeah. So happy. Yeah. Um, I walked into the studio today and said that really loudly and I didn't mean to. How can you shut up your back? I know I've probably shot my back. Well, I not, think it must not, for, been... not for weeks, but you know, like, you know. <laughs> Mom, <laughs> shut up my back. Yeah. <laughs> that probably did happen as a small yeah, child. But how can you? How can you? How I don't know. Fit? Is it the pressure of the nappy? It must be the tightness of the nappy just pushing it up. If you've got any baby ex, no, no uh, hopefully no baby experts listen to this. Yeah. I'll get my kid taken off as. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool we got you. Um, if you're defining yourself as a baby expert, have a word for yourself as well. Let's <laughs> yeah. be honest. Yeah. There's uh, different words for that. Make it a stand name after you. Uh, but uh, <laughs> go back a few episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Niche. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So, how are, how are you? I'm also. The advert goes out before this, doesn't it? Yeah. So, are you a strong swimmer? I'm a very strong swimmer, yeah. I, front crawl. I, honestly, I'm dynamite at swimming. I have a Scottish school swimming medal. Do you really? Yeah. So, we Four should. Four. Uh, really? 
I was one of four. Right, that's still decent. Yeah, I. Uh, I was, You'd be a good swimmer. You're tall. Yeah, I've got wide shoulders as well. Yeah, I, yeah. I used to swim for like uh, Glasgow until I was like maybe twelve, and I started playing more football. Really? Yeah. My, when I chucked it, my dad didn't talk to me for two well, weeks. Well, I was in the Cygnets. Um, <laughs> what's, what's the Cygnets? Uh, before you progressed to the Swans. <laughs> Did you not have that? No, I was in the gold squad. Nah, but listen, we'll get there. But when so, you when you learn to swim, oh, at the start, oh, Olympic pathway. One of the things is called. Oh, really? But it's like, oh, well, I mean, fucking, yeah, I'm good at swimming. I'm not on an Olympic pathway. Oh, no. I'm not like, Michael Phelps. So my brother finished Olympic pathway, and he was like seven, and he's the worst swimmer ever. But when he speaks to Americans, he tells them he was on Olympic pathway. That's amazing. So it's a good tactic. Yeah, I was in the Signets and then the Swans. And then you move up. So are you sure you're not thinking of the anchor boys? No, no, I wasn't. Were you an anchor boy or were you a cub? No, I was I was an anchor boys for like two weeks, but then I fell out with the guy who was uh, age who was five. Uh, we had differences on, you know, singing the national anthem at the end and all the rest of it. Did you have to do that? Yeah, we had to, at, the, at the end, at the start, we had to all stand in a line and somebody put up the Union Jack, right? Fuck. And then we all. Um, did whatever we did, played football, blah blah blah, blah, blah. yeah. And then at the end, we all had to bring the flag back down and sing the national anthem. And I went, Nah, that's enough for me. Is that that's I was in Beavers, then Cubs. I didn't go to Anchor Boy, I didn't realize that yeah. was a thing. It was Anchor Boys, then BBs, oh. uh, and it was it was all a bit you know, a bit staunch for my liking, so <laughs> I, I decided to dip out of that one. So, you uh, wonder why you do get so many Rangers fans out your way, yeah. Now it all makes sense. Oh, pledging yeah. allegiance to a flag age five, five is a hotbed, yeah. So, so, wait, so when was the last time you went swimming? Do you ever go swimming on holiday? I don't, that's I, it. I don't go swimming of a, of a day, no. Um, you know, I'm not, <laughs> do you still cycle? Uh, yeah, I, I've, have I told you the latest on my bike? No, I got next somebody nicked my bike, I got yeah, another I bike, that. and then yeah. somebody nicked my seat. I tell no, you about that. <laughs> oh, this must have been in the summer when we weren't doing the podcast. Somebody <laughs> nicked my actual seat. And did you sit down and the pipe went up your arse, and that's when you realised? No, I, I I came down and I went, why is there a cover? <laughs> why is there a cover on my seat? I didn't have a what, cover. like a towel or something. Like that? No, like an actual seat cover, right? right? Okay. And I was like, why? What's that? And I was like, Kiddo, did you put that on there? He was like, no. And then I looked at it and I was like, that's not my seat. And it was all loose and everything. So they'd swapped. Yeah, they right. basically gave me a shit seat. <laughs> and it was it was like when I sat on the bike, it was sort of slanting upwards. So like I was I was slant backwards, <laughs> so like on one of those hog motorbikes. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's what I was like, and that makes it really difficult to cycle. So then I went and got a new seat, and it's all fine now. But, but have you been cycling now? Uh, no, not for a couple of weeks. Maybe you cycled to Edinburgh. Yeah, that was actually that was a year ago, like, just at the weekend there. Was it? Aye, a year ago at the weekend, and they've stopped doing it now. That's it done because you be, did a PB and they thought I, that's it. I did it in less than three hours. Yeah, no, because I remember there's someone else we knew who. Did it and you were back already having a wank by the time he in Glasgow by the time he'd finished. I'd, I'd, I'd been in the shower and had my wank, and then <laughs> <laughs> I'd had time for that. I was sat in my soup by the time, which brings us on nicely to a soup development from last week. This is uh, ridiculous, yeah. Right. So, when would it be? Yeah, because we went, it was to last do, week. yeah, because we went to do the Moscow competition the next morning, yeah, and I'd seen some developments happen online, and yeah. you gave me the inside scoop. This would only happen to you of everyone in the world. So you'll remember last week I was we both had our, every week. Yeah, we we had our big bits of news. Yeah. So basically had a baby and you found sixty five P soup. Yeah, exactly. It was you know, it was down to sixty five P in Asda, so we're we're all happy about that. So I'm sitting 
And I get a tweet. I'm not going to say who from because yeah. I've promised to keep his confidentiality. What, but he's, a, he's a listener to this podcast. And what are you going to call him? I'm going to call a supermarket insider. <laughs> right. And he said to me, I'm a manager for a supermarket and can confirm the reason the alarm went off wasn't because the bag not being scanned. Right. And there's been a bit because remember I was talking about this yeah, last yeah, week because yeah. I basically stole a bag. Yeah. And I thought canvas bag, not even like a wee yeah. They're, they're all, I now. thought they were onto me, uh, but it turns out it was my jeans, and my jeans just set off alarms now. So it was the why I have no idea. I genuinely have no idea. How do you notice your jeans and not like your willy? Because I went in with the bag and I was wearing something else, and then later that day it, it triggered something. And in you my always head. take your willy with you. I, I took an experiment. I take my metal willy with me. <laughs> And so I, I I basically replied to this guy just saying, all right, thanks very much. And he was like, also, if you give me guys a follow, I'll give you some info on Baxter Soup. Now, I've never followed someone so quick in all my life, right? So then the DM start, he was like, uh, listen, come to your live show. Uh, I can get you as much Baxter Soup as you want with a 10% discount. And it's also... 6.5p off. Yep, it's also going on offer. No, but it's not. It's not if it's uh, it's usually one pound twenty, so it's actually twelve pence oh. I'm getting off. Uh, I mean, I still wouldn't buy it for one pound eighty pence. So <laughs> like, um, but it's also he was like, it's going on offer at a certain supermarket next week. It's not who you know, it's what you know. Right? <laughs> it's what he said. <laughs> so he spun that phrase around yeah. from the usual one, and I was like, this is the greatest DM I've ever received <laughs> in my life. <laughs> and uh, he was like at Christmas you get 20% discount so he's what have you verified that in the supermarket that he said no I haven't actually because I've not been in this week but I will go like exactly the moment we leave this building I'm going <laughs> via there um, but I'm on the verge of striking a deal with this particular supermarket insider for a crate of Baxter soup which ex- we can give away on the podcast fuck off Forget sending you to Russia. Postage is, is going to be an absolute nightmare on this. This is no, oh no. We'll meet in a car park. Again. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah, we meet, remember meeting car yeah. parks. Remember, there's a listener Shaw who I met him in the Ministry of Defence car park. Yeah, exactly. So and his name was Shaw. Yeah. So like, if it, things we all remember Shaw enough. Uh, yeah. So I'm on the verge of striking a deal with Baxter's in this particular supermarket insider for getting a what would be a once in a lifetime prize. Quite <laughs> frankly, will you choose the flavour or will it be a variety? I'll probably leave it open Like the wee Kellogg's pack of breakfast You know you get the 8 wee mini cereals I don't know if you get variety Baxter's packs But (laughs) if it's something that they haven't made yet I'm more than happy for them to do that (laughs) Um, But I think uh, Yeah I I think I'll probably leave it down to the winner We'll have to come up with some sort of soup based competition Okay Uh, You know What was the guest of Mark Yearly we had With the Hooch competition So maybe something to do with soup And Um, a year And you know I can make a wee clip or whatever Like what year is this famous soup clip from (laughs) Uh, Something like that uh, I'm just here trying to think of soup pums 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 puns uh, I'm not sure yeah. minestrone Andrew yeah <laughs> minestrone Andrew no no, no. I'm not having that no. um, I, but I do now that you've said that and it's just triggered something in my head we should set up a ministry of soup <laughs> so, so that could be like an official thing like when WWF and The Undertaker the ministry yeah. of darkness a stable we'll sacrifice. a stable of soup <laughs> a ministry of soup we'll get Spence in it You'll yeah. be the heel Yeah exactly Well the heel the bread yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Quite obviously What was it the, um, Callum Gallagher Very small man uh, He listened 
to the podcast last week and what was the quote he gave you? He was like, oh, the podcast is amazing, like the first 20 minutes. And then you started talking about football, so I switched <laughs> off. So, hey, lots of people have said that, though. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we do like feedback. Do you prefer this bit to the talking about the football? Because <laughs> yeah. the football bit is often depressing. Because I'll be honest, I could not give a fuck about Aloha or Arbro, <laughs> but we still have to go for we it. We actually do. We actually yeah, do. Yeah, secretly. Should we talk about our competition? Yeah, let's do that. So last week we launched our competition. It was sending one lucky person and a plus one to Moscow in Russia and 19 others and plus ones to Moscow in Ayrshire. And if you were following us on social media yeah. last week, at Scott Soccer FM, and on Pie and Borrow as well and also on Facebook you can go and check out all the clues if you want to play it back if you've got nothing else going on in your life <laughs> uh, then you can you've do just that. been dumped yeah exactly <laughs> go, go back pilgrimage and, to oh, I wonder where they're going next <laughs> uh, so you can do that if you want but um, we made the draw on Friday night uh, before the Scotland game at Hamden yeah I forgot I was wearing the Russia hat and also we were in the this is how it means Stephen Rowe we are in the uh, executive box next to Idlewild yeah. and at one point did you see them all walk out just look at us and then just walk back in yeah, <laughs> like yeah I we don't need so. to be outside um, my favourite bit of the entire video is when you miscounted oh no <laughs> and that was the worst thing is Ah, oh, it was counting to eight. Yeah, <laughs> aye. it's not yeah. even a lot. Yeah, and I was I was I, concentrating I, so hard on not to swear. If you look at my face and how smug I look after it, Quinn, yeah. I know I'm right. If you ever a classic Stephen Mill smug oh. face is what you see at that point in time. So just a prick. And obviously, congratulations to all the 19 people who are going to Moscow in Ayrshire. Somebody will be in touch from uh, either SFA or the PR company who were behind yeah. all this, and they will organise it. Tell you what's happening. Blah 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 blah. It's happening next month before the Scotland Russia game or during the Scotland Russia game. It's a Thursday night, I think. So yes, yeah, 10th October. And uh, they'll be in touch with you. And congratulations to our winner, which was Gary Arbuckle. He is going to Moscow, genuinely jetting off to Russia. All expenses paid to see... Russia play Scotland and Moscow and the best thing is he's a podcast listener he's not someone who's just seen it on Twitter and come along because Amazing. even better um, I asked him who he supports and he's told me but then he said it could be worse it could be an Angus club or lowly Falkirk so I was like oh he's playing to the masses Stephen we need to think about what we've just done right because Gary is an Airdrie fan oh my so God. we are sending section B over to <laughs> Russia <laughs> That is what we're doing this is how people die yeah so yeah Gary all expense paid nah, <clears throat> he said he saw he was sitting on work on Twitter. Saw it was at walkabout uh, and in Glasgow and ran up on his lunch break. So we had uh, I think seventy people come to find you. Yeah, the seventy the odd people over the. So thank you so much to everyone that came. Because let's be honest, we were shitting ourselves <laughs> in case no one turned up. <laughs> well, but when we got to Hamden, Hamden was the first stop. Yeah, and there was five people there before Stephen and I got there. Yeah, ready to sign up. And also, one of the guys asked if he needed to run and touch me. <laughs> so give me the first person. There. <laughs> yes, exactly. We should have put that in the terms and conditions. Yeah, yeah. A caveat: you needed to touch Ray, uh, and then you'd probably get pregnant. Yeah. So I mean, that, that's usually what happens. Uh, but yeah, so when you, did you not turn up and you were like? What, what I presume they all worked for the PR company, so I just said hi to them all, and then uh, Malky, uh, the guy who was driving our van, went. He was first here, and I was like, "Oh, you guys are here for this." And then Stephen still wasn't there, and then eventually you turned up, and we had two more people turn up, so we had like seven or eight at the first stop, and then it went on from there. How did you enjoy running two Twitter accounts? Oh my god! I saw god, you goading some people in Pine Bovril. It was so stressful. It was really stressful. Um, the most enjoyable bit of it 
was when somebody worked out that the van had no road tax on it, which was the greatest thing I've ever but seen. But where did it happen, which made it so much better? Outside Ibrox. Of course it <laughs> happened outside Ibrox. So we had this battered old van. And what was what was really fun as well was the people who were replying going, God, look at the nick of your van. As if we're going to have some sort of executive yeah. coach. We've, we've spent about 20 grand on a trip to Russia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The van's at least of our problems. Exactly. And also, it was kind of part of the joke yes. that it looked a bit shit. And also, the best part was as well, uh, people saying to me, you, and Div from Pine Ballfield about, oh, the van's not taxed, so you must feel bad. We didn't organise it. I didn't <laughs> organise it. We, None of them. We found it fucking hilarious. Yeah, we thought it was amazing. And fair play to the guy who, I mean, I do ran have it to, through the DVLA website on a I, Tuesday morning. Yeah, I do have to question what you are doing with yeah. your life if you've got time to do that. But congratulations, because what a great piece of investigative journalism yeah. that was. I didn't realise Donald McIntyre followed us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. And uh, yeah, so we did get a, uh, we did get attacked after that, and yeah. it was all did, fine. Were you there when he got attacked? Was he sitting? Yeah, in the he was sat there. He was on the phone at his partner, and he was. Phone on her, phone on her saying, "Hi, can you look for this do- the V five document or whatever? You, whatever you need to uh, tax your car." But it was just a total shambles. But it did well. We went all the way up to Aberdeen, finished yep. in Aberdeen. Uh, apologies if we didn't get to where uh, you are in the country. We literally couldn't yeah, go we, everywhere. We two days, so we covered a lot of different things. Sorry, if, uh, Ayrshire was the one we probably yeah would have liked we, to have we, gone. We didn't have any input into oh, where we went. Steve and I were just the faces and the eye candy of this. Basically, we're just hurting ourselves out for this. But uh, uh, yeah, apologies if we didn't come near to uh, where you are. But we are going to be running an amazing Baxter Suit yeah. competition very soon, <laughs> yeah. and that is open to all, specifically in the Lairwick region. Yeah, so. exactly. And all you need to do is come and touch Ray, and, then, and, and you've won the suit. <laughs> That's going to be the mechanic. I can't <laughs> wait till I'm doing a gig, and so we just rushes the stage, yeah. and I have to explain to the bouncer, "Oh, he's just won the suit, mate." Yeah, exactly. He loves me. Yeah. He's, he's in the Ministry have of Suit. Have you seen Aladdin? Yeah, yeah I'm essentially Will Smith. Yes, yeah. <laughs> he just takes out his ID, Ministry of Suit. Yeah. <laughs> Leave me alone, bouncer. Um, so yeah, that's what happened over last week. So congratulations to Gary. He is off to Russia. Send us some pictures, Gary. Yeah, not ones, not CD ones. Yeah, not of you pissing on prostitutes like Trump did. No, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that one made the edit. Well, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so send us some pictures and all the rest of it, and uh, genuinely have a good time because that is an yeah. amazing. Prize. And also, Stephen's in Vegas, but I'm in Scotland. So if you want a plus one, yeah, a shout. Yeah. Has he got a plus one? Did he say? Did he ask? I, I don't know. I didn't no, ask. I didn't want to be right. that intrusive. Yeah. I presume he's got friends or a partner. Hmm. Maybe not. I don't think many of our listeners have friends or partners, <laughs> let's be honest. I've, I've yeah. met a few yeah. of them. It's funny. See, we were trying to, uh, everyone that was walking up to the van and trying yeah. to work out whether they were coming for the van. It was like a game of guess who They were like Are they white Do they have a beard <laughs> Yeah exactly Oh they're probably a podcast are, are, listener Are they male Yes Are they slightly overweight Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's a podcast listener Yeah And if uh, If you're sitting listening to this At this moment in time Thinking God I wonder who they're referring to Look in the mirror mate Look in the mirror oh, So we are referring to both of us as well. Yeah exactly Yeah we are You know Like just uh, Say what you see Just slightly overweight Sorry White guys <laughs> Unshaven <laughs> Speaking So yeah You know cult- Culturally di- diverse And all the rest of it yeah. But Susan McCabe on She takes loads of boxes So like she, She's the ultimate box sticker So uh, Yeah so uh, That brings us nicely On to the football Let's move on to the Scotland game Oh and, I hate um, it So Fr- we'll start with Friday Um you know, it's it, a lot. Is, we won't go into far too detail. So Friday, it's all um, been said. It's all we, been done. 
we interviewed Craig Brown and Archie Knox as part of the um, Titan Army Scotland Supporters Club stuff that we do before it was really good fun wasn't it it was and see the bit where Archie Knox uh, I don't know if you noticed that at the end uh, when he oh, sorry when he first came up uh, he stood us all up and then raised the Union Jack <laughs> <laughs> and then after we were finished I he, thought you were going to say he did like a Mason's handshake he, like, he lowered it and then we sung the National Anthem yeah. remember that bit so, and Craig Brown cried yeah exactly so no they were actually they were really good fun uh, which reminds me by the way before we get deep into the football uh, you can still get your tickets for the Craig Brown and Colin, Colin Hendry night in Dunfermline uh, at the end so, of November yes yeah, so there, there are only a handful of tickets left uh, so make sure you get online now you'll see the link on our Twitter at Scott Soccer FM and you can also get on Facebook as well so it's uh, yeah you get food you get drink yeah. it's, it's a good, a good night what it's on St Andrew's night as well or the night before so uh, a night with Scottish legends who actually qualify for major tournaments yeah what I would say as well is uh, Craig Brown spoke for 40 minutes the other day and didn't tell a single of the same stories yeah Craig Brown yeah, he did in the live show so if you're worried that you've seen Craig Brown before you've not yeah <laughs> like, Craig Brown is hilarious he is a very very funny guy he's got amazing stories and Colin Hendry is going to be very funny as well like, he's got some belters so make sure you get along to that night but let's get back to the football yes yeah, so we interviewed Craig Brown yep. and then I didn't go to the game because my brother was getting married on Saturday so I needed to head up to St Andrews yep. so I drove listening to the first half uh, on uh, Sports Sound I was doing my nothing uh, Willie Miller just kept on asking why we sacked McLeish this is before kick off he also asked whether um, if Clark doesn't qualify will he get sacked and all this kind of stuff I'm like mate we've not kicked off yet yeah. um, and then I saw the listen to the first half saw the second well, half what could the connection be between uh, Willie Miller and Alex McLeish let me just think literally one mar- man marked and one dropped off that yeah. is the connection <laughs> yeah. uh, and then you sent me a message after the game going I'm so jealous you had to drive two hours instead of watching that. Oh, it was like after the first ten minutes where we did start well, we got our goal and we had we did have we had Rush on the rack. Someone should have told Stephen O'Donnell the time. See yeah. that we flick we hits the post. Yeah. He's wide open, no one tells him. Aye, I know, I know. Um but that's that's not the overriding memory of no, Stephen O'Donnell no, no. on Friday night. No, but that first ten minutes it is. Yeah, we played well first ten minutes and then absolutely atrociously after that, completely dropped off. And just had an absolute shocker. Russia should have won by more. Uh, loads and loads of poor performances. I'm loath to pick out one individual. But going through the team, I thought Marshall did okay. I actually thought Cooper and Mulgrew did all right as well, all things considered. They were a wee bit flat-footed for the goals. Um, but there were mistakes further up the pitch yeah, that O'Don- caused O'Donnell that. O'Donnell and Robertson were poor. Very poor. Both, you know, Rob- Robertson is... A bit of an enigma because he's clearly a fantastic player. Yes, but he, for whatever reason, at this moment in time, he's not replicating even, that even form. Even for you saw in the Belgium game, he gets into the box in the first five minutes. Christie plays him in, and for Liverpool, he picks out a teammate every time that pass, yeah. and he just hits it straight to the keeper. I know. Um, I think with Stephen O'Donnell, he's clearly a bit out of his depth. Yeah, but also he's the best option we have there just now, and he's given it his all. I totally I don't blame Stephen O'Donnell it's not his fault he's not good enough and no. you're right there is a dearth of options at right back I think five years ago he wouldn't have got near a squad with the likes of oh, Hutton and stuff like that not, not a chance uh, I actually thought they might have played Ryan Jack on Monday night at right back he dropped out the squad injured yeah I thought is he injured or has he been told he's playing right back and he's going to get roasted by yeah, a Belgian player maybe, so yeah. I, I don't I mean you know, I'm just totally speculating but, and then the midfield um, yeah just the final point on Stephen O'Donnell I think that as soon as Tierney's fit Tierney will play right yeah. back I also think um, well we talk about both games just now 
I was yeah. through Russia. I also thought Stephen O'Donnell's dive against uh, Belgium was one of the worst dives I've ever seen. It was very bad, yeah. And he realized, you could see him and De Bruyne chatting after the game. Like, oh, I, I, I sent, it. like, it was funny. Like, my mate Dunspen, he was like, there's Kilmarnock, Stephen O'Donnell speaking to Kevin De Bruyne, one of the best players in the world, just having a laugh there. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it shows. Actually, yeah. it shows. Uh, and yeah, I thought, I just think O'Donnell, you know, nothing against the guy, friend of the show and all the rest of it. Um, He's found his level and it's yeah. unfortunately not against the better teams in yeah. international football. Yeah, probably against Israel and Albania, you'll get away with it. But I think when we're playing better teams, we need a better option at right back and Tierney has to be that option. In terms of the midfield, uh, on Friday night, I thought <sighs> McTominay was okay. He was just okay. Best of the three, probably, I would say, McTominay. Yep, which isn't, you know, damning with fame play, uh, no. plays, I think, because I thought McGinn, apart for the goal, had a shocker. And I thought McGregor, McGregor had a shocker as well. Gave away the ball so much. And then you've got Forrest and Fraser, anonymous. Did which, nothing. Which, when you think about it, see that left wing, Robertson and Fraser. Fraser yeah. is the most assist in the Premier League last season. Yeah. Andy Robertson, one of the best fullbacks in the world. That should be dynamite that side of the pitch. Andy Robertson had about 16 assists last season or something as well. Yeah. So, and then McBurney? Uh, listen to last week's episode. I was completely right. He, yeah. Nothing has, nothing I've seen in Ollie McBurney suggests to me that he is anywhere good enough to be our starting striker. Now, he might become, he's young, so he might develop. Um, and yes, on Friday night, he didn't get a lot of service. No. I totally accept that. But his hold-up play is atrocious. Yeah, I think we're not playing into the way that I think he can. He can't play up front himself. No. And yeah. Because even for Sheffield United, they started two up front with him last week. Uh, but again, Ollie McBurney isn't good enough to build a team around Ollie no. McBurney. No. As far as I'm but concerned. Then, do you think Matt Phillips was any better? Yes, I do. I So, <clears throat> I was really not, frustrated. Not, because not a lot. But, but he was he's, better. he's not a striker though So there's so many times In that second half Where we had four or five players In their half But no one in the box ever Yeah There was never an option there I, I thought Kenny McLean Was atrocious I didn't think McLean Had that a good game I uh, thought he honest. was I thought our best player On um, Monday night Was Stuart Armstrong When he came on I thought Armstrong did it did pretty looked, well when he, he came on. He looked hungry trying he, to prove a point, though, didn't he's he? Not playing for Southampton, no. though, but the, ga- the, the game was also gone then, so it's a yeah. different kind of thing. Uh, Kevin I, De Bruyne is good at kicking a ball, isn't he? Kevin De Bruyne put in one of, for me, the best individual performances that I've ever seen uh, at Hamden. I thought he was outstanding. Like you know, nobody could get near him. There's a for the first goal uh, against Belgium on on Monday night. I mean, first of all, it's our free kick. Oh, it's, yeah. So it gets cleared. Why is, o- is O'Donnell not wiping him out? O'Donnell has to wipe him Take out. Take the yellow. You know, but I suppose if you're playing against De Bruyne, you don't want to get booked eight minutes in. Yeah, it was. I think it was. I think it was uh, Dries Merton, uh, Dries Martins yeah. who, uh, Martins who played the ball through. Um, but he's got two options in that scenario: wipe him out, which is what I think he should have done, yeah. or by any means necessary, stop the ball going through. Out for a throw and catch the ball. Yeah. Don't care. Is, it yeah. cannot get past you at that stage. And he sort of held back a wee bit. Like he, he it wasn't as if the emergency was too quick for him. He was there. He just didn't do it. But also, how did essentially Andy Robertson end up against Lukaku and De Bruyne? Because uh, Christie was on De Bruyne, and they were both running back. And then Christie, who's not slow in any no. way, shape, or form. Is running back and De Bruyne just accelerates away from him like a fucking F1 car and 
in the space of about three seconds was, was about 25 yards in front of him it was like yeah 14 seconds since we took the free kick and about seven touches yeah and you know De Bruyne just got away from Christie left him for dead and not because Christie's slow just because De Bruyne is an incredible football yeah. player anticipated what was going to happen probably a lot better than Christie and then you know Lukaku finishes I'm just a bit annoyed it wasn't fat Lukaku from last season yeah. it's Inter and Conte's Lukaku the, the, the slim down version the two set pieces we concede from though after terrible, that terrible yeah. brutal uh, great ball in for the second goal from De Bruyne though yeah. um, like, oh, and almost un, like, uh, undefendable but then there are three of their players lining up compared to none of ours it's undefendable a word it's no indefensible Indefensible Inde- Indefensible Is that not the word? Incorrigible uh, Intermittent The Minister of Soup um, <laughs> So it's, it's an amazing ball in from De Bruyne And um, you know But as you say Two goals from set pieces Nightmare And then the final goal I actually thought Was, an, was an amazing goal Great goal There were people clapping Yeah because uh, Have it, you seen the uh, angle from behind the goal? No It's the most perfect finish Yeah Like side netting Carl Marshall Marshall A couple of big saves as well I thought Marshall did okay Over the two legs He's probably one of the few To come out with any credit Again I thought Cooper did okay He was a bit flat footed For the fourth goal He's got more head here Than I thought he would have Yeah I, I actually You know All things considered I thought that, That's what I, mean. I actually think Mulgrew and Cooper Did alright It was oh, other areas Where um uh, Liam Lindsay Who's currently Bottom of the championship yeah. <laughs> In a team that's Conceded 16 goals in He scored games. two though Yeah uh, But yeah I, I just think that You know The problems Three out Three out the back four Wouldn't have been Starting in normal circumstances Because you would have Tierney well, You'd have McKenna You'd probably have Sewer A Clark Kind of hinted that His favourite pairing Was Mulgrew and McKenna yeah. So two of them would be uh, the midfield the other day I was really happy with When I saw the team was McTominay, McGregor, McGinn Yeah That's what you want I was less I, Yeah I thought Kenny McLean poor Snodgrass I thought he did alright He huffed and puffed Yeah Yeah It was one of those I actually I thought we played much better Against Belgium than we did There was a lot of After the game And the next day Saying you know, Scotland's worst defeat at home For 47 years Or joint worst defeat in 47 years Or whatever it was yeah, but let's put this into perspective. We are playing the best team in the world. But then you do look at, I mean, some of the arguments are you look at teams like Kosovo, for example, last night who are playing England and they go and have a goal. Um, we drew 2 2 England. Yeah, but that was a very different team to what it is now. Yeah, but you know, like you can only you can only judge on what I, you're going up against. What I worry, I actually think <coughs> Kosovo look a very good side. Yeah, they do. And see if you look through their team, the 120th in the world just now, though. You look through their team; they've got players playing in Serie A. Their goalkeeper plays for Torino. They've got the players noise at Nottingham Forest, the goalie. Oh well, one of their goalkeepers plays yeah. for Torino. Uh, you've got guys who are playing in the Bundesliga, their striker. Yeah, playing in the Bundesliga as well. So they're not filled with diddies. But here's here's a more pressing comment. Do you think we're improving under Steve Clark? Uh, I think he's was starting from such a low ebb that it's going to take time, and hopefully he can use the remaining four games for March. For March, because that's all we need to do. Because if you look at the games that are left now, Russia away tricky, yeah. Cyprus away tricky. Fancy. Getting some points there though But then also Kazakhstan and San Marino at home Yeah so I think we're talking Six points minimum 
the Cyprus game is actually going to be the big game because we need to finish third because for our, for seedings, our seeding. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think um, it's just annoying that every time a result happens in the group at an earlier kickoff, you think like it was one each. Yeah. Uh, on Friday, you're like, great, we can capitalise on that. Nope, done. Y- you mentioned it was a totally different team that drew with England, and it was mostly. Um, but then McLeish came in and totally tore that up, and brought in. Lots and lots of new players. Yeah, so when was that? Was that 2017 we drew two each? It was June 2017. 17. And then uh, Strachan left sort of October, November, yeah. uh, later that year. And then McLeish came yeah. in start of the year. Um, so McLeish had a shocker and set us back. All the good work that Strachan had done. It was time for a change as far as I'm Can concerned. Can you see the shocker when he still managed to get qualifiers in the Nations League? Yeah. That's our kind of thing we're holding on to now. I think I agree with this campaign, but at the time he did what he needed to to get us top of that group. I think he did fluke a couple of things, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I mean, we got hammered away in Israel. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, what did we beat Albania at home? 3 2. Three two, two yeah, was, we beat Israel 3 2, but I can't. It was no, a close it, game it against Albania. 4 2 or something. Or I two, can't one, remember. Maybe even. But any, anyone. And that's what annoys me about Willie Miller as well. Like, there's no, there's no objectivity there. There's no sort it's, of. Saying, it's an old pals act, totally. And I think that, you know, set aside what you think of Willie Miller as a player and all the rest. Of it, I didn't see him, but you know, by all kinds, a yeah. fantastic player, a good guy for Aberdeen and all the rest. Of it. That's not what I'm getting at. But he's still defending McLeish, and you couldn't defend him because if you could defend him, and if it was if everything was rosy in the camp. Alex McLeish would still be the Scotland manager, yeah. but he's not. And he's now using that to beat Steve Clark with. Steve Clark has had four matches in charge of Scotland. One against Cyprus, two, two against, against Belgium. Belgium, and one against Russia. So if you take out the Belgium games, which we were never going to win or get close to, he's won one and lost one. Yeah, but then also, I just checked there, we beat Albania 2-0 at home and 4-0 away. Um, you, yeah, he did have harder games than McLeish, but... You would think there'd be some sort of difference because you look at Steve Clark's Kilmarnock team, yeah, and they were great in nullifying teams and bringing them down to their level and stuff like that. I'm just glad Eamon Brophy's not our starting striker. Again. Yeah, exactly. But I just I, I think that we need to, you know, we we need to stick with Clark. We I think, need we need to stick with I think, Clark. Yeah, of course. I'm not denying that. I think he's also been unlucky with injuries. Yes, um, we're missing some play- and and Griffiths is probably the key one, and then yep. Tierney probably maybe after him McKenna. Yeah, at the back as well. Like you said, the two guys didn't do too badly, but I think Lee Griffiths makes us a very different team. Yeah, and also th- the other night, see when you start with uh, Fraser and Forrest, you think that's a dynamite mm-hmm. wide two, and they were both un- totally anonymous, yep. absolutely just didn't turn up at all. Um, so yeah, it was just it was just frustrating to see all the stuff after it, and there was a bit of I think you know calm down a bit. We were never, did you, did we you, were never going to beat Belgium. Did you enjoy Chris Boyd's comments? No, I didn't at all. Uh, Football is a middle class sport now. Uh, I don't think it is. Um, I th- I Says the guy who charges seventy five pounds for his training week. Yeah, and uh, you know, I, I can't be bothered getting into that. But like, and just the it's a sweeping generalisation. Where's the evidence for it? Everything that he said, right? Everything that he said. Where is the evidence for it? Um, it's an easy way to get out, but. It, 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 it skirts away from the actual issues. The actual issues are far greater than no ball signs 
or yeah, no ball yeah, games yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I had people uh, last night because uh, you know I, t- I tweeted about yeah, it. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. And I was like, uh, you know, your dad loves this clip because oh, it was better than my day. Bring back military service and, and hanging in the, yeah. the belt, you know, and <laughs> stuff like that. That's that. We're only a couple of steps away from that, and it totally glosses. He's going on about kids playing football in the street. And you know, there's no places to, to there's no spare patches of grass because they've all got no ball game signs and all the rest of it. Jing Belgium, Jing Jing kids in Belgium are playing football on the street. So in, probably not. Uh, Belgium like, didn't qualify for five tournaments in a row, and they totally revamped themselves. That was one of the interesting actual debates I saw between Alex Ray and Tam McManus, which is a sentence I never thought I would say. Yeah. Um, they were talking about the performance skills uh-huh. and whether they're going to make a big difference because sh- theoretically it should be happening now. Yeah. From the times they were installed, but they they are they are on the way. Billy Gilmore is the big hope. Yeah, he made his Chelsea debut last week. Um, Liam Morrison's just going out to Bayern, but also under twenty ones last night, winning two one against Croatia. Saw that. Uh, but Conor McLennan coming on. We've two always goals. had quite a bit of success at, uh, at underage levels. You know, we got to the we get to the World Cup final like in the mid nineties with Gary Kenneth and people like that. Two thousand and seven, I think that was the under nineteens. Yeah. yeah, in Canada or something. Less right. I'll try find that team. You know what? Like in terms of, in terms of the Chris Boyd stuff, it annoyed me because it's like, you know, if you go through what he said bit by bit, you see no ball game signs everywhere. Do you? Do you? They were there. They were there when I was young, and we used them as posts, you know, and stuff like that. And it's it's just not. I, I I'm not trawling parks and streets, and as I say, I was getting. <laughs> I, Thanks for clarifying. I was getting messages from, you know, older people, parents, saying that you know my son isn't allowed to play on my state and he's been threatened with an ASBO uh, by the factors. And I'm like, well, ASBOs don't exist anymore. Uh, well, they do. I did check. I do. They're you know playing five sides is not one of the um, is not one of the criteria for getting an ASBO. And also, factors companies lie. And they threaten people. Yeah. That is all they do. They're an absolute scam. And then it's like, you're not allowed to play in the street. Who says you're not allowed to play in the street? Who's saying this stuff? And also, Chris Boyd, when he was growing up, if he was playing in the street and he was playing on these patches of grass, didn't help him. How many major tournaments did Chris Boyd play at? Yeah. In his generation, absolutely zero. And then he goes on, you keep hearing about kids playing football in South America and everything. I'm not entirely sure what that has to do with, you know, us qualifying for major tournaments it's got nothing to do with that then he says we're encouraging people not to play football who who's saying that give me evidence for that Chris Boyd then we've got but then we moan about all kids want to do is play computers they've nothing else to do so obviously in Belgium they don't have computers that's what we're to deduce from that (laughs) and in Holland and in France and all these other countries then he goes on it costs a fortune to play football because that's what we've created in our country He's, he's adding to that. He's part of that. And also, I don't think football is any more expensive than any other sport. You look at other stuff like, for example, I saw somebody tweeting about cricket. Now, for cricket, you have lots you have of equipment. Yeah, you have yeah. to buy the bat, you have to buy the pad, you have to buy the helmet, you have to buy the lo- everything. The loss of dignity. The loss of dignity. All these things, all cost money, but yet participation in cricket is rising in Scotland. Athletics, the same. There's all the stuff you need to buy yeah, for yeah. athletics. Participation is rising. Tennis participation is because partly down to Andy Murray, I would say, but also 
There's lots of stuff to buy. You have to buy a membership for a club. You have to, you know, buy a racket. You have to buy balls. There's all these stuff. This is an it's an absolute myth. And also, there's an inverse snobbery in this as well. In that Chris Boyd's going on about something that has no substantial evidence behind it that football is now a middle class sport Kevin De Bruyne is one of the best players in the world speaks four languages speaks four languages comes from a very wealthy family and basically Chris Boyd saying ah but you're not from a scheme so I I wouldn't pick you on my team you're not from Turbulent it's an absolute load of your da shite the other thing as well I think one of the biggest problems with Scottish football just now is the um, the pro-youth mentality because when we were at school Oh fuck I'm one of those guys now yeah. You could You would play for your school team And boys would play And then it's getting to a stage now Where if you're pro youth You're not allowed to play For any other team So you stop Playing as much football And then if you are Just in that kind of Vacuum It's less enjoyable You look at Guys like Andy Robertson Who got released And worked his way down To work his way up back up There must be thousands Of those kind of players That maybe just gave up Because of the Kind of shite establishment They're in And that's what needs to change Yeah no, and I, I, he, Totally but I completely agree, but none of those issues Chris Boyd addressed. Oh, no, no, no. It was just. Of course he didn't. Cliche ridden, spewing, mumbling shit. You'd be better talking about Iceland and the fact that they have. Is it something like more 4G pitches in their country than nah, we do? But I mean, what's the point of having 4G pitches? All you need is wee spare patches of grass. Yeah, yeah. And just take the signs down. Yeah, yeah. That, that so I was going to say the no ball game It's a classic Chris Boyd and many other people like him. I heard others on the radio yesterday spouting the same absolute nonsense. It's a 20th century solution for a 21st century problem. Yeah. And they're like, why don't we go back to the old days? Well, you know what? If we go back to the old days, we'll get even worse. Yeah. We need to come up with... Belgium didn't go back to the old days. They didn't take no ball game signs down. If you look at all the cu- countries that have done well, they've started and changed everything. Germany changed their complete programme. Belgium com- uh, yeah. changed it. Iceland. France. Um, France yeah. did it first of all, yeah. you know, back, uh, back in the 90s. Claire Fontaine and all the rest yeah. of it, right? I was Eng- going to say Bloomfontaine, but that's yeah. South Africa. That's South Africa. Yeah. England are doing the same now as well. And to think that we are some sort of unique country that, you know, it's only our kids that don't play football anymore or are interested in computer games or interested in other stuff. It's an absolute load of nonsense. And what annoys me even more is the fact that we're even talking about Chris Boyd because. Is so where far away from where the issues actually are that it annoys me that we're spending time talking about no ball signs when actually we should be talking about the fact we could have a bigger top league in Scotland yeah. which would bring so many benefits to young players and it would decrease the pressure on clubs to stay in the top league because it's all about money and I don't care what anyone says football's about money now unfortunately that's just the way it is that's yeah, not going to so change so there's less risk of blooding young players exactly if you've gone into say the league splits and you know you're in, you're in the bottom six and you're Hamilton and you're three points above the relegation zone you've missed out on Europe again and basically you have a choice of will I blood some we'll blood some youngsters because you know it's the end of the season we, we, yeah. we need to be getting these guys in the team or will I play some guys who are maybe 35 a wee bit more experienced and maybe get us over the line and then it just repeats and then you do the same yeah. thing the next season that's how it works and also nobody's pointed to the fact that Celtic and Rangers uh, Hearts and Hibs hoover up all the best players in Scotland all the best players. If you're if you're the best player in, uh, in your age group, you go to Celtic or Rangers. Yeah. Or if you're maybe on the east side of the country, you might go to Hibs or Hearts. Then you've got Craig Levine this season, and I'm using him as an example this season. 
um, where Harry Cochran, who and Anthony McDonald both gone out, both had to go out on loan yeah. because he's spending so much money on these players, and it's not helping them. But then he's also has blooded them, so they have played thirty forty. Uh, games for the club So that's maybe a bad example With a 17, 18 year old But then But then ditch them As soon as he's got money To bring in A more okay, experienced I see, player I see what you mean Okay yeah um, And then you've got You know Celtic Who have brought through Tierney, Forrest, McGregor A pretty good Scottish Spine of the team um, But then This season You know Ralston's away out on loan He was playing against PSG In the He was ch- shite though He was I'm not Listen I'm not seeing these players Are going to revolutionise yeah. everything But if Anthony Ralston Got a run in the team he would have improved and might have been a solution at right back. For example, for Scotland, we need right backs. And I heard the guy. I think that's quite a false argument, though, because if when teams like Celtic are competing on a European stage, that's when guys like Rolston fall in. I mean, if you look, I'm sure he played quite a few games in the last couple of seasons in the league. It's more on the European side of things. I think the the main thing is what we need to look at is the fact that there's countries smaller or similar sizes to us who are out competing us by an absolute country mile and we are still saying oh blaming like you said to uh, 20th century problems yeah we're not looking at things realistically at all i think a lot of that like you know northern ireland you can put down to very good management they, you like, know, michael n- o'neill didn't win any of his 14 first 14 games but he was given time yeah exactly and then you know wales have struck lucky and got gareth bale so yeah. I, I don't care what anyone says gareth bale has carried wales for a number but of years they now. had some good players around him, and the same that we do but again they had guys like ramsey who got a chance Early on in their career, he was playing regular football. At Cardiff, age sixteen, from sixteen years old at a decent level, and then you've got guys like Bale, who was playing at sixteen, seventeen yeah. as well. You had guys, Gunter like, as well. you know, Gunter, Daniel James is getting a game at Man United. Now these are these are very good players, but they're playing for big sides. And Celtic and Rangers. When was the last time a player came through at Rangers and then got into the Scotland squad? All right, they've had their financial meltdown, uh, but you would have thought, oh no, that's actually a good time to start. Barry Mackay th- getting the squad, and where's Barry Mackay now? Nottingham Forest, maybe somewhere down there. So you know, I, I'm not. I'm not blaming Rangers themselves. I'm totally not. But as a collective, top flight Scottish football teams don't give enough younger players a chance there are exceptions obviously there are exceptions but as a whole the bigger clubs do not give them I a think, chance I think as well though when you look at uh, did you watch the Northern Ireland game? no so I watched the highlights yesterday against Germany you look at their team it's there was, no there, one's at a big side a guy came on who couldn't get a game at Falkirk last season yes no one's in a big side at all and they work as a unit that's what we need to do to start off in, in order to get better and that's why it's so annoying to hear People like Willie Miller and Chris Boyd talked about the pressure and Steve Clark and all that kind of stuff because there there shouldn't be just now. Yeah. We need to go worse before. Fairly Boyd, Fairly Boyd. I don't think he was. I don't think he actually blamed Clark or anything. No, like he that. wouldn't. Have. But I think um, you know Willie Miller. Yes, but Boyd, Boyd's example was nonsense and it was just whipped up on social media by your dad basically because it was all better in my day and we used to qualify for tournaments yeah but football is different from what it was 40 years ago so you need to come up with different solutions and what annoys, what also annoys me as well they're like why don't we just copy what Iceland did or why don't we just copy what Belgium did why can't we just think of something ourselves that works these countries can do it so why can't we yeah. like I, I, it's just, it just annoys me so much I think also you got to remember Project Brave as well which is fucking a lot of our youth system as well yeah well you know I, I don't know the ins and outs of Project Brave I'm not going to sit here and pretend but if I you, do but if you get clubs like 
your Falkirks and all that who now can't afford to um, no, run well, well Falkirk got rid of their youth programme because they wanted to invo- invest more money no, in their No because they were running at a loss Stephen Kingsley's sale and then um, a sell-on fee funded that for four or five years so if you can get one player out of that but if you get players like because Kingsley's been in and around the squad I, I, I think the, they took a decision Falkirk to get rid of their youth academy so that Paul Hartley could have yeah, more money because for it was running at a loss that's what I mean and then with the new kind of Project Brave stuff the finances in it are ridiculous even our reserve league now there's no it's Everything about it is, is a no, Well there's barely a reserve league so. And if you look at the Yeah And if you look at the top down We are ran by dinosaurs Yeah I, I think there are Far bigger My main point To round this conversation off Because we could be here all day Is There are far bigger issues Than You know Factors not allowing Kids to play on a an estate Yeah That is not there's, That is not the issue That is I actually gave an example To somebody If Scottish football's problems were the Copacabana beach. That would be a grain of sand. I think there are far, nice. far bigger problems, and we've touched on them there. But let's move on. Scott, I've got the Scotland. Under I'm surprised the night, you're still listening. I've got the Scotland under nineteen team, team that got to the final. All right, um, go for it. Andrew McNeil was a goalie. Shite. Went on to zero caps. Andrew Cave Brown. Never heard zero of caps. Scott Cuthbert zero caps. Um, Jimmy Adams zero caps. Lee Wallace eight caps. Yep. Sai uh, Ferry. Zero caps Greg Cameron Zero caps Charles Grant Zero caps Ryan Conroy Zero caps Michael McGlinchey Caps for New Zealand Yep 38 times at the last time Callum Elliott Zero caps Scott Fox Zero caps Mark Reynolds A couple of caps Couple of caps yeah Gary Kenneth Two caps uh, Brian Gilmore that, that, That's probably That's probably the worst thing Yeah <laughs> Now yeah. the fact that Gary Kenneth got two caps uh, Brian Gilmore Zero caps And Graham Dorans Twelve caps you look at Spain's team from that, for a couple of examples, Gerard Piquet, 81 caps, yeah. Juan Mata, 40 caps, Javi Garcia, uh, Mario Suarez, the pathway's there. Yeah. It's not for us. But a lot of these guys, I, I don't even, I've not even heard of some of the guys that you said there. They would Kate have been, Brown, I'd never heard of. They, they would have been playing for probably Celtic and Rangers and the th- they would have not got a chance and just disappeared into obscurity because that's what happens. And I get that there's pressure at Celtic and Rangers to win every week and I'm not putting the entire blame at their front door, but they have to take the share of the blame. Heard a Belgian guy on the radio yesterday and he was talking like Anderlecht, Standard Liège, Genk, all basically decided to put their, you know, um, put put results to the side effectively so they could blood all these youngsters. Vincent Company was getting a game at 16 years old. Lukaku came through. De Bruyne as well. All these really young guys and they were playing from a very young age and stuck with them. And it's paid off in yeah. the longer term. And clubs here are just far too short-sighted. There's so much infighting and so much, you know, self they're just uh, there's so many clubs out for themselves, and I include probably Dunfermline. And you know that everyone's looking so short term and for themselves, it'll never change. And they had a chance to change it a few years ago, and they didn't. When when Rangers had to start again in the third division, they had a chance to change all the voting structures, and they didn't. Yeah, instead Rangers ended up playing Steve Simonson five grand, and yeah. that happened. How again. many of them played with Celtic and Rangers? Four played for Celtic. Yeah. And no one else But then you had all these different smaller clubs Yeah, that is true So it's a collective thing And we could talk about it all day But we're not going to That's the most in-depth we've ever got in anything I think it is I think it's time to do something else
Wipe your cock on the curtain. Right, uh, do you want to talk a bit about the Challenge Cup at the weekend? Do we want nah, to? Just want to talk about the draw. Talk about the draw. Right, so what happened? You don't tell me about so, this. So, uh, I've got the draw in front of me. Give me a sec here. Um, but, I don't know. So, I went online to see who Thistle had got. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, the first thing I noticed was uh, tweets being retweeted by other teams. So, um, uh, Clyde had tweeted... Uh, we're currently awaiting the outcome of the live Tunnock's Caramel Wafer Cup draw as we didn't feature on the broadcast. Now, they probably should have said, we're waiting on who we're drawn, but we don't have that information to hand. That's and what that they should have said, yes. <laughs> I've both just tweeted, um... <laughs> so what happened was, they only it was meant to go out on YouTube, the SPFL forgot to broadcast the first half, so... Our both Elgin, Glenavon, Thistle, uh, Wraith Rovers, Airdrie, Connors, Keys and Clyde were left scratching the head because a technical issue meant they didn't see who they played. Okay. So eventually they had to release it. So it was uh, David Gray who was doing the draw as well. The singer, Babylon. Yes, it yeah. was. Yeah, yeah. He just sang the whole way through. Mm-hmm. So the draw eventually came out and they've done it. So it's our both three Clyde, mm-hmm. Airdrie, Elgin, Wraith against Glenavon, Thistle against Connors, Keys, mm-hmm. Glamour, uh, Wrexham, St Mirren, Colts, and Stenhouse Muir Waterford You can avenge Kilmarnock On the Scottish yeah. behalf Also Waterford away Would have been a great trip It would have been Did you see the Air United fans with, Do you follow this guy Bootlegger on, No on, He's a Wrexham fan He's just this mental Welsh guy And he goes on about Drinking pills in a baby And uh, Is that that guy? That's that guy Yeah So he oh, Just like Hello Pat Pickens All that stuff right And he was In all these videos With Air United fans It was very good It looked like a good atmosphere And stuff And then got beat on penalties so. yeah uh, but I think uh, next round Wrexham right, who did you say Wrexham played Wrexham are playing they are it's not um, St Mirren Colts it's St Mirren Colts yes. yeah that's what it is so uh, yeah that'll be fun if you're a follower if you're a follower of St Mirren Colts and uh, yeah that is the longest amount of time that oh, we will talk about there's there. also two more ties that I missed out uh, Solihull Moors who beat Kelty Hearts on penalties are yeah. playing Ballymena United or Rangers Colts and then ICT against Alloa Right, okay, an all championship tie there, so yeah. they'll both be wanting to put out, I suspect. So, yeah, that, <laughs> that, that, that is definitely the most we will speak about the Challenge Cup. Right, let's look at the fixtures over the weekend and start with the Premiership. Early kickoff is Hamilton versus Celtic. That's a 12 noon kickoff. Then we have five matches at three o'clock Aberdeen versus St Johnston, Hearts versus Motherwell, Kilmarnock versus Hibs, Rangers versus Livy, and then Ross County against St Mirren. How nice is that? A full fiction a Saturday. I know, that is very good. Not and same can be said for the championship because there is a game on Friday yeah. night is Dick Campbell's are both going up against his former side in Partick Thistle yeah. so, and obviously coming off the back of beating Dundee United on penalties at the weekend and beating Dunfermline at yep. Gayfield the week before as well so uh, they're on a decent wee runny form we beat Montrose so I think we need yeah. to talk about other form teams as well yeah that is true Air United versus Dundee United on Saturday the top two meeting at Somerset Park Dundee versus Alloa Dunfermline still looking for their first home win of the season and indeed first win of the season against Inverness Caledonian Thistle and Queen of the South also winless so far are taking on Morton who have bet to struggle this season so it could be a win for Queens of the weekend Clyde versus Stranraer kicks things off in League 1 then Dumbarton against Airdrie Falkirk in the lowly position take on Forford then Montrose against East Fife and Wraith Rovers top of the league so far taking on Peterhead finally in League 2 at the weekend it's Brecon City versus Cove Rangers Edinburgh City versus the boys at Annan 
Glen, Queen's Park against Albion Rovers, Stephenhouse Muir against Cowdenbeath, and Stirling Albion, who are struggling big time, yeah. are taking on Elgin City. So that's all the fixtures at the weekend. Um, yeah, what you One got? more fixture. Is there? Uh, Sunday, uh, Chris Dillon's testimonial, Partick Thistle oh, Legends against yeah. Celtic Legends. Um, so playing for Celtic Legends, we have uh, Moravchik. Uh, Tom Boyd Chris Commons Jackie McNamara uh, Mark Wilson Barry Robson Mark Burchill Massimo Donati Stephen McManus um, Playing for Thistle Legends You have the likes of Chris Dillon obviously Big Man Mental Martin Hardy mm-hmm. Chick Charnley Alan Archibald uh, I think Jay Britton is playing uh, Ray Bradshaw Derek White Oh yes. Ray Bradshaw yes So I am playing in the testimonial And I Honest it's, I think I'm the only non-footballer I'm not I'm, Don't quote me 100% on that But I've not heard anyone else I am fucking buzzing. I could imagine. That is amazing. So these are people who where I've grown up watching. Yeah. Oh totally. Yeah. This and is this is very good. So I'm I'm so happy. I don't know what you're lining up on this sound effect thing. No, nah, no, no. You know, right. yeah, you definitely yeah. are. No, uh, I'm just I'm just maybe preparing you for some of the chants and sort uh, of shows that you what, might what you that's fine I'll take that Uh, so yeah so how about this for a mad day so imagine 12 year old me being told that at uh, 4pm I'll be playing for Partick Thistle Legends against Celtic Legends Mm -hmm. at half 7 I will be opening for Frankie Boyle at the King's Theatre in Glasgow it's quite cool that is cool as fuck that is quite cool and then tomorrow and Friday I'm doing Frankie's tour so we are Edinburgh Playhouse 3,000 people a night nice and then Saturday I'm at Rotunda Comedy Club in Glasgow okay so if you want to go and see Ray that's where you go are there still tickets available for For, all these yeah uh, not for Frankie's tours I don't think but um, for Dylan's testimony it's a tenner to pay in at the gate he's given a lot of money to the Beatsons charity if you're not doing anything uh, Sunday come on down and shout shit at me I don't mind yeah exactly yeah I I, I would absolutely unfortunately I'm working on Sunday so I can but otherwise I'd be here <laughs> That'd be me. I'm gonna put a GoPro on my head so you yeah. can see everything. Oh my god, please do. Please. So, I went, uh, did you see the picture I put up of me holding my son in the uh, strap? Yeah, they were like ten if you play in that. Yeah, <laughs> imagine I did a cleansman dive. Be, I was going to say that would be amazing it would not no, be no he would die yeah exactly yeah, it shouldn't that, do that it shouldn't no, do that that's yeah. probably illegal bad parenting yeah, I would say one. what are you doing this weekend? Uh, this weekend well this week I am down in London tomorrow. what are you doing in London? I've been invited to an award ceremony in this pink envelope here. What? Uh, what you're at so, table the pink table? Uh, yes, uh, I'm at the I'm in the pink quadrant and what I'm at is table thirty three. It's like an award ceremony or something. You like up for that. an award? No, of course I'm not. Is it free booze? Yes. Oh fuck! <laughs> uh, I'm going down tomorrow afternoon, Thursday, and then back up on Friday night because hey. I'm working on Saturday who's, and Sunday who's all going up? they going down sorry? everyone it's a full work thing so everyone is going to be there it's going to be a big one so will they be doing the breakfast show from London on Friday? I think so yeah some oh. of them are yeah so messy yeah. And, but you've got nothing I've got nothing on and then yeah. Saturday you're 12 till 2 and Saturday, then Sunday 12, 12 till 4 and 4th 12 till 4 and 4th you know my schedule better than me <laughs> yeah. so uh, yeah that's pretty much what's happening and we will return uh, next Monday I think yeah. the podcast yeah I think we'll uh, do it next Monday so thank you very much for having us on this week and I hope you have a fantastic week whatever you're up to and if you want to go and see go see Ray remember do that on Sunday yeah do it Fire come Hill. and uh, that way a lot of fun yeah thank you very much for listening hope you've enjoyed the show there's more on our Twitter at Scott Soccer FM Facebook and on our own forum at pineburble.com but for now it's goodbye from me Stephen Mill and you Ray Bradshaw love you bye this has been Soccer FM good luck to all your teams across the week apart from Falkirk we'll catch you next Monday for some more Soccer FM we the team, the